right, welcome into episode 13 of Speaking Socks. I'm Aiden. I'm Ben. And uh, we're coming back to you guys. A little bit of a stretch in where we missed you, but the Red Sox have, haven't really given us much to talk about besides frustrating uh, gameplay. And I mean, at least right now, the reason why we're getting back on, you know, there's a little bit, a little bit more hope to look forward to as yeah. of right now. Uh, six and four in the last 10 and we'll get into into why and how we got here but uh, overall what are your thoughts on on what we've missed so far with the Sox so far in this okay so since we were last on uh since we last had an episode I believe we uh to me that was our low point maybe a week after we released that episode that was our low point yeah um just we were playing horrendous I I believed – okay, no, no. Now I know for a fact that it was, I like, the last episode because we had the Angels coming up the next week. And I said that if we won a series, one of these next two series, I would shave my head. I don't have to shave my head because they lost both. I believe they got swept in both against the <laughs> Angels and the White Sox. So that was the low point of their season thus far. However, since then, they have won, what, three series? So, honestly, they're turning it around piece by piece. They are chipping away – um, story as we're going to get into, I think, obviously, uh, huge the last two days, four home runs, um, against the Mariners alone, I believe. So in 24 hours, uh, oh, yeah. if, games, if we get him hitting, um, I think we're a dangerous team. And I think we're the team that we projected ourselves to be. However, with the hole that we put ourselves in, I'm afraid we might peak at 85 wins this year because we started off so slow. I agree. The slow start hurts a lot. Um, we kind of need everything to go right for the rest of the year in terms yeah. of winning in this division. If we want to make the wild card, at least yeah. uh, the Yankees look really good. The Blue Jays have been struggling a little bit, but mm-hmm. I mean, they have so much talent. It's hard to see that they won't figure it out. The Rays have been the Rays um, and the Orioles have kind of been overperforming. So, yeah, yeah, they're really they're, they're proving me wrong with that um, breaking yeah. the loss record. Pick. Yeah, so they they've definitely it's been a it's uh, we knew that AL East was going to be the toughest, if not um, one of the toughest in the league, and it has been. The Sox, like we said, we're slowly turning it around. As of right now, team team hit wise, we are tied for eighth in the most hits or hits per game. Uh, then we look at average twelfth. That's those aren't terrible numbers. Not I mean, terrible th- that. That should be a playoff team. Yeah. That, Based that, on exactly. those offensive numbers, that should be a playoff team. And then and then you look at – and then you start getting to numbers like our OBP tied for 20th. Yeah. All right, that, that's got to be better. Yep, our yep. slugging for a lineup that's supposed to be a top five lineup, we're 17th in slugging. Yeah, the thing about it – that Where's the pop? One of the many things that's been so disappointing, but with Story bringing his power to the table, I know Doogie's died down a little bit. Uh, still playing well, in my opinion, but obviously he couldn't keep up that stretch that he had in the beginning, the very beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, but as our our real power bats are starting to step up, you see, uh, I think Xander's been fantastic to this point. Uh, Rafi's been very good. And Story and JD proving everyone wrong. He had another great game yesterday. I, I'm not too sure how he's doing today, but yeah, yesterday but, he had a great game. Yeah, let me let me hop in real quick. The Red Sox have three of the top seven leaders in batting average so far. Um, sorry, JD Martinez is fourth with a 344 as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Rafi Devers is sixth with a 335, and then Xander Bogarts is seventh with a 331. So it's not like it's yeah. not like our main guys aren't doing the job. It's this everyone else. Wrong. 
it's it's the main guys, and it's finally that the main guys are doing their job because it was just, what, a month ago that we were saying your best players have to be your best players in all sports if you want to win, but especially in a game like baseball. So, you know, yeah, uh, really slow start, yeah, but yeah. they're at least giving you something to cheer about right now. They really are. They're, they're, they're playing with some passion. Uh, Kike had a big hit last night, uh, and he was uh, celebrating. Uh, he was clearly into it. Another guy, a heart and soul kind of guy, Kike. Um, so, yeah, you see the passion coming back. That's my biggest takeaway right now. Aiden. So, so getting into the numbers on kind of the breakdown and what's going on with us recently, like we said, Devers, Xander, and, and JD are, are pulling the weight. Um, yeah, yeah. But guys like TK, obviously, he's coming off a two-hit two game last uh, yesterday, and they're playing right now against two the Mariners right again. Um, oh, is it two hits right now? He has two hits today, and I believe he had two hits yesterday as well. Well, oh, it is. He does have two hits today. Yep. Um, so – Besides, I mean, obviously, two hits keep it keep hot. All right, stay hot. But he's sporting a 177 average with yeah. a 252 on base percentage, which is for a guy who's at the top of your lineup. You need him to get on base. I mean, you need an OP, you need an OBP of like 300, the lowest if you're going to be a one or a two guy. He, I agree with you, but just for realistic expectations on what this team clearly is and what, what they're not. I think a realistic expectation for Kike right now, bat 250 at the end of the year. I think that's an attainable goal. Like yeah, batting, batting 300, I think for Kike is a bit too much. But with that being said, that means he shouldn't be at the top of our order, to your point. Well, then, and then going off that as well, we, we were, if you remember our power rankings, uh, Verdugo for a couple of weeks was number one, number two. He yeah. had one of the hottest starts we've seen out of a Sox player in a while. And then now he's kind of fallen to um, a little bit less than, than I guess the mean he's, he's sporting a 220, 221 average with again, a 257 on base percentage. So another guy that we, you kind of, you kind of want him to figure I want out him what to he's be doing. in the 275 range. That that's what I think yeah. he, where he should be in that area to 220. That's it's too, or what was it? Was it 220? It's 221. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's too low for him. That's far too yeah. low for him. Um, and then we're going to skip over story for a second because we're going to get into him next. But JBJ, you know, we all expected him to to kind of fall fall down to um, what he does best fielder. Um, yep. he's, he's just under a 200 average. And then Bobby Dalback. I mean, I think it's time. I'm surprised at I think, all. I think it's time that we move on from him. And you've been saying it for a while. I had high hopes for him just because the the analytics um prove that i mean he, he hits the ball hard and he and he barrels it up but hey if he's not doing it again this year let's move on from him let's call up tristan casas yeah, let's get a guy at first whatever it is i mean he's hitting 165 Awful. he has Awful. one home run this is a guy this is a guy that he could hit 100 for us but if he hits 30 bombs 25 bombs i'll yeah, let yeah. it slide the fact yeah. that he has one home run i mean Christian Christian 22 Christian Arroyo has Christian 22 home. Christian 22 my home. guy it's my guy so it's it's getting a little outrageous with with him I we're gonna have to make a decision on him sooner than later um and then just the other guys I mean Christian Vasquez I mean you don't really expect too much he's hitting 226 Arroyo just under 200 uh Franchi Cordero I I think he adds a little bit of, of pop and, and some speed so uh, I'm interested to see what he could do he's hitting 214 so I'm far not a fan of his I'm really not something about it just yeah. like the eye test with me something about Franchi just doesn't sit, sit well with me I don't know what it is nothing against him personally I just I don't think he's that good yeah like, I really don't um but getting into I mean good or not Trevor Story started the year with one of the coldest coldest starts we've seen 
from a, a, a big signing like that. Really and he's been heating it up. So yep. to get into some game stats over the past couple of games, um, let's start with the middle of the Houston series. He goes two hits, gets a double. Okay. Um, and, and I think this is, this is worth noting as well. Starting May 14th against the Rangers, second game of the Rangers series. He's had a, he's got a walk in one, two, three, four, five, six, and six straight games. Get on. That's the, that's a big thing we can get on. And, and in three yeah. or in four out of those six games, he's had a stolen base as well. So, you know, that's big. I mean, that it might yeah. not mean too much for a lot of people, but that's big. That helps the team a lot. But, then his start, were, those, were those stats after his home run? Those stats were, yep, those were right after his first home run against okay. the Braves. So, so clearly uh, we didn't want to overreact in the moment. Um, but clearly that home run, I'm, I'm stating the obvious here, made him more comfortable. Uh, he found his footing a little bit more. Uh, in the Red Sox organization, in the locker room, if you will. And I think that that was a big, you know what, I did deserve that contract, and now he's playing like it. Uh, but continue with what you were saying. I agree, and this will just prove that point even further. Um, then starting with the Houston series, gets a hit, and he hits a home run again. That's his second home run. Uh, like you just mentioned, the Braves' home run came uh, May 11th. Then he had that walk streak for, uh, for some games, starts the series off against the Astros with a home run. Uh, another, another, you guys, I think that was, his, that was his first home run at Fenway. So kind of getting used to the park, then he'll fall. He follows it up with a two hit game with a double, um, against Houston, uh, another game where he just walks, uh, not his best game, but then yesterday, a four for four performance, um, five runs scored. He gets a yeah. walk on his, on his fifth at bat. Three home runs, seven RBIs, and a stolen base. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal yesterday. That's yesterday the, yeah, that might have been the best game I've seen any player have for the year. Hundred percent. That, that was amazing. He he was phenomenal. Um, he really just I I don't want to be too prisoner of the moment, but like this is this is really big for him here in his first year in Boston. This this is big that he's finally finding his footing. He's finally clearly the fans to rally around. Oh my god, he hit a nuke last night. I believe it went like four ten. It was crazy. He had a great game, a great and, game, and he's just continued it because today against the Mariners again. Hey, follow us on Instagram at Tipsy Tailgate Media. You will see the the post we just posted and Benny I don't even know if you've seen it yet I saw it I saw it it's Trevor Story um, as the father holding the baby and it's the Mariner <laughs> guess what he did today he had a grand slam uh today extending his total he now has uh four home runs in the span of 24 hours uh and the game's still going he could extend that yeah. uh seven what was that that's 11 RBIs and like I said game's still going on mm-hmm. I mean He's putting up stats that a lot of players don't have in the year in, in two games so far. So hopefully you can keep that up and translate it for more, more games, more weeks, uh, more months to that follow and, and stay hot. I mean, if he gets hot, make maybe makes a fourth guy in that JD, Rafi, and Xander. Mm-hmm. If you have a fourth guy, you just need everyone else to hit 220 and you're going to have yourself a top five uh, in- lineup. And that was it that you just took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, that was exactly what I was going to say. If you can add a fourth guy to this three-headed monster that we've yeah. had for the last few years of of JD, uh, Xander, and Rafi, and it finally seems like um, uh, Story's ready to be that fourth guy, uh, maybe even surpass uh, J- JD and Xander, I think, in the power department. 
But if he can be that fourth guy, I think we're a playoff team. I really do. I think that's attainable right now in the season. But Story has to be a superstar level player the rest of the way. Yeah. So then touching on our pitching, um, now it's like we said, it's it's kind of fallen into the lineup starting to do better, the pitching starting to do worth worse, kind of the expectations of how the year was supposed to go along all along. Mm-hmm. Um, Pavetta came out and threw an absolute gem, complete game. He's been uh, phenomenal. Yeah, and, and he, he's he's starting to finally find his groove. Uh, Ovaldi at a 4-3 ERA. He, he's, you know, he's been struggling a little bit. What was fast, that? What was that? The his other last one? performance, that, I mean, oh, he got absolutely oh. ripped. That was awful. That was absolutely awful. And it was it was just so un he, he just he had no control over anything, missing his spots. Just it, it was a tough day. It really I felt bad for him. Yeah, and, and I agree. It's not the best start for Evaldi, especially when we have such high expectations for him. And we kind of gave him the he has to be the ace for what until sale comes back at least. Listen, honestly, uh, I think he might have to be the ace even after that and he's yeah. not playing well he's not playing well enough right now so he really needs to step it up then uh tanner hauk uh battling a couple injuries uh, in the past but he's back and with a 4-7 era another guy that's you know still finding his groove i i still have high hopes for him i think he'll figure it out rich hills actually turned it around recently yes um, i have to give him his credit for sure yeah he's he's probably he's been our second best starter i'd say um, besides uh, Garrett Whitlock, who now is all of a sudden a starter. Uh, mm-hmm. If you followed us from the first day of this podcast, we were talking about how Garrett Whitlock should be named the closer because Matt Barnes is all over the place. Now he's a starting pitcher for us, and he he's doing good. I mean, two four three ERA, easily our best pitcher uh, at the moment. Um, I'm just but, worried we're gonna like spend out his arm. I'm worried we're gonna make him blow his arm out. That's my one concern. I agree. Him. I think we're we're kind of pushing his limits a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think he starts until we get a guy like Sale or Paxton back. Yeah, yeah. But another guy that's been huge for us, uh, in in the meantime, for these injury guys coming back, Michael Waka, uh, with a one one three nine ERA, um, three no record. You know, he's been dealing, and it's kind of interesting because he's an older guy. He's one of those guys that's bounced around a little bit, and nobody really expected him to do much. If he can keep this role and keep producing, I I really like what we have. If we could do, um, when Sale comes back, Sale one, Avaldi two, Hauk three. Whitlock four, um, Waka and Pavetta five, and then Rich Hill out of the out of the long relief or yeah. or Whitlock to the pen. You know something like that would really really help this lineup or really really help this team. I feel like don't um, we have two starters injured right now? Yeah, I mean we yeah. have we have uh, Sale and Paxton. So right, I two lefties, two guys that have had great successes in the past. You know we just gotta hope that it translates into something. Uh, the the bullpen has kind of fallen down to what we expected. Uh, Matt Barnes with a 7-1-1 uh, ERA. He's been a disaster. Um, you know, Ryan Brazier, I believe, was sent down recently um, to the minors. Then uh, looking at uh, Hansel Robles, he's he's been solid, 2-5-1. Matt Strom has been solid as well, two, uh, just over a 2. Austin Davis. Um, and then, and then Jake Diekman, you know, he's been, he's been pretty good just under a three. Sawamura couldn't throw a strike yesterday, but uh, he's, he's been average three, six, five. So, you know, the bullpen has struggled, 
but we didn't expect the bullpen to be great. So it's been worth, it's been worth expectations. So just wrapping this up, Ben, what are your expectations for the Sox the rest of the year and your outlook on this team? Okay. So my realistic expectation, if I were to like, if I were to place a bet with my own money, uh, I would say 82 to 85 win range as like a pure fan I would say, oh, we can win 90 to 92 games and make the playoffs. That's really where I think we are right now as a fan. Uh, but I would, I would bet against us doing that. However, I think it's a realistic, optimistic expectation of what we can do. Okay, I agree. I think that um, – I think this team's looking at the current trajectory, 80 to 85 wins. Yeah. But in the – if everything goes well scenario that this lineup becomes a top five lineup, like it should be um, all those guys start hitting the, the pieces around the top three or four guys start playing how they should be playing. I think that this lineup could be great. If not, maybe one of the best in the entire league. And if this rotation gets back a healthy sale and a healthy Paxton and we get hot, I think it is, like you said, it's realistic to kind of see uh all goes well scenario of maybe 92 to 90, 95 wins, you know, and it might be shooting high, but you know, we've seen it last year. We didn't start that great. We started very slow actually. Yeah, we did. We turned it around and we had really no reason to turn around besides getting Schwarber at the deadline and, and other guys playing well. So I think we could repeat that. And I honestly think if we, I think the biggest thing for us now, if we don't get hot right now, and kind of carry it out for the next couple months. If we are looking slow and 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 kind of just dead and you're not playing great, um, come towards the deadline and all-star break, I think there's a real possibility we ship out Xander Bogarts and we yeah. start becoming sellers. So I want us, this team right now, to prove to Heim that you know what, we're not gonna give up. We're gonna actually keep going and we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna prove to be a, a, a fighter so that he knows that, you know what, I'm going to help us this year and buy. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good realistic expectation to have, Aiden. And I really like it for the, for the fact that Red Sox are not sellers. We are not sellers at the deadline. Uh, we should be buyers each and every single year. If we traded Xander Bogarts at the deadline, that would be an absolute nut punch to all of Red Sox Nation. Yeah. It would be brutal. It would be brutal. It's exactly the truth. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Episode 13 of Speaking Socks. Uh, follow us on all of our socials at Tipsy Tailgate Media and um, follow us. Uh, like I said, subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you guys. See you.